Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Should we be beatboxing right now or something? It's going to be one of those nights, folks. I pushed the button to start the, the show, and it's still... It'll start eventually. Me, so right in the middle of our conversation. It's just spinning and spinning and spinning. It's and it's probably cool. what's going to happen for for the new drops that I have as well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just hit the button and pray. Pretty much. It'll be one of those nights. Uh, yeah, this is Kings of Non Sequitur. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we are live. <laughs> As you, as, as only we can be, uh, live and thanks for joining us here on a Sunday night, August the fifth, two thousand eighteen. I'm Trey. He's Jay. So the thing just stopped spinning. So I guess it just gave up and said the hell with it. Or it'll start playing like five minutes later. I'm yeah. not sure which. But uh, in any event, we're we're starting the show. It's our Hall of Infamy induction show, NFL style. You heard Jason. Last week, give you the latest MLB Hall of Fame slash Hall of Infamy inductions. And tonight, it's my turn to do the football version of the Hall of Infamy induction show. The inductions are live as we speak on our blog site. And that site is, of course, in much less detail.blogspot.com. There was time to go live at the same time as we came on the air. So they're all up and ready to go. I'm just going to be reading straight from the inductions anyway. So that's how we're going to roll here tonight. This is Kings of Non-Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Welcome to the show. I already told you. Yeah, it's going to be one of those nights. You know, I feel great that we're connected, that we're actually on the show, on the regular line, and we didn't have to go through the phone lines. So at least it's not that bad. At least it's just some, some problems with the website. Uh, but hey, we're here, we're live, we're ready to rock and roll, and we're going to have a good time as always. Uh, with the football version of the Hall of Infamy inductions, um, so I, I'm I'm trying to be unique. I'm trying to to, to make it funky, make it interesting, and and get some things going a little bit out of the box. Uh, did you catch any of the actual Hall of Fame last night? No, but I heard it was uh, unique. Yeah, I heard it was too. As you know, I don't have any for real halls of fame. The only thing I caught with my eyes as it was happening was the little Applebee's that my wife and I happened to be at for dinner last night. They had the Hall of Fame on, and so I got to watch Brian Erlacher's speech, and I was just surprised that he went on as long as he did because he's yeah so he was so quiet, so reluctant to say anything. Uh, during his playing days, he was very much uh, a, a take action t- uh, kind of guy. He wasn't about talking and rah rah and leading the troops and all that. So 
that was just interesting. I don't know what he was saying. I don't know no. anything <laughs> about his speech. But it was just interesting to see that he was actually up there for longer than three minutes. I thought his speech was going to be like three minutes and then he'd be gone. But yeah, it actually went well, a little I, I longer. Figured, I figured that Brian Urlacher was just lucky that there wasn't a fullback between him and the podium because he never would have gotten there. <laughs> oh, we, we we can get our shots in no matter what. I, was, uh, I, I put up on the blog as part of my introduction the fact that uh, you got Urlacher going into the real Hall of Fame, but... I still couldn't help but think about the situations surrounding him that would not get the attention that it deserved on that stage. Uh, for instance, the fact that he's going in with way more hair now than he had in his playing days. Oh, uh, that, that's interesting. Yeah, that runs counter to, I don't know, every other player in the history of football who all lose hair as they get older. <laughs> Somehow Erlacher gained hair. That was interesting. Yeah, uh, Hair club for a minute. The, he's, he's, he's not just a... Uh... The owner, he, he's a client. Apparently, he, he could probably own the whole thing. Uh, the story, the very controversial and complicated story behind his son, is, is something that's never going to get publicized. And, and I'm not the one to say everything about that situation. Uh, you know, it's not like I was around uh, when it was happening, but I know a lot of the details, and you can look them up if you want. Uh, I'll just put it this way. His son looked very much out of place there last night next to uh, to the much paler <laughs> half-sisters and the, and the dad's wife. Uh, he looked a little strange. His skin was a little darker than, you know, things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. So the, the, this is what the Hall of Infamy is for. We're here to highlight the things that aren't going to get highlighted by NFL Network, by ESPN, by Chris Berman. By all those people there there's a lot of situations and a lot of stories that go into these players and and their families and uh all the situations surrounding them and, and a lot of them aren't going to get talked about they're going to get swept under the rug kind of like i don't know a, a, a murder scene kind of gets swept under the rug you know and things that we really don't talk about when we look at guys being inducted into the hall of fame like ray lewis for instance but I digress. We're here to highlight those things that need to be highlighted that other people will not be talking about. And so without further ado, we have our tuxes on for the second weekend in a row. I hope you got yours dry cleaned uh, because I know I needed to have mine cleaned. Uh, But we're back and we're ready to have our inductions for this year's NFL Hall of Infamy. Ready to get started? I am ready. I have have a drink tonight. I need it for tonight. Ah. You're, I'm, you're I'm probably just, going I'm, to... tonight. I get, yeah, I get to sit back and and listen and and share some comments when I can. But this this show's all yours. Take it away. Probably going to need several drinks by the time I'm done with this. Oh boy. Uh, I need <laughs> for our first entrant. I need a collaborative effort. I need everyone to get their hands on all of these items and send them in to me, so I can put them into our Hall of Infamy. I need an entire wing carved out for the tools of T.O., all the things throughout the years that helped Terrell Owens become the self-aggrandizing Hall of Famer that he is today. So that's my first induction. I need the tools of T.O. These are all the objects that help make Terrell Owens a household name. Uh, as you know, I'm no stranger to carving out space in our Hall of Infamy. 
or inanimate objects that tell a story about a real-life Hall of Famer. I'm the guy that welcomed Brett Favre's memorabilia from his pursuit of Jen Sturger to show what kind of guy he really was. Well, with T.O. going in on the merits of his career, I, I, I decided that I need to chase down every bit of material I could to show what kind of self-aggrandizing diva he was the entire time. These are all the things that are not going into the real Hall of Fame with T.O. Therefore, it fits into our Hall of Infamy because they're not going to talk about that stuff last night. He wasn't going to talk about it in his own speech that he gave in, uh, in Tennessee there. Uh, the man who once proclaimed, I love me some me, uh, loved him some spotlight. So here's a comprehensive list of items that I need donated for our Hall of Infamy that helped him grab all the attention over the years. I need the da- the old Dallas Texas Stadium, the old midfield star. I know that's in mothball somewhere. It's a new stadium they got now. They got new turf. They got new everything. I need the old star where Owens ran and posed as a 49er after two touchdown catches on September 24, 2000. And, of course, the second one he got jacked up by George Teague. But, nonetheless, that's when we really first got a whiff of, oh, this guy really thinks he's special. So I need that old original midfield star. I need the Sharpie. I need the actual Sharpie that he used to autograph a ball that he caught for a touchdown at Seattle on October 14, 2002. A ball that he caught over defensive back Sean Springs. A ball that he gave to his financial advisor, who also happened to be the financial advisor of Sean Springs. How special is that? I'm going to catch a ball over your ass for a touchdown. I'm going to take out a pin and autograph it and give it to the guy that's the financial advisor for both of us. That is all kinds of special right there. I need the pom-poms that he grabbed from a cheerleader and shook to cheer himself on after catching a touchdown on December 15, 2002. I need Donovan McNabb's barf. I need the actual vomit from Donovan McNabb on the field, uh, which was widely rumored to be all over the field during Super Bowl 39 on February 6, 2005, while Owens on a busted ankle against doctor's orders was balling out for the Eagles with nine catches for 122 yards. Meanwhile, McNabb is off throwing up somewhere. I need the actual barf. I need this to be authentic, folks. Not just any barf. I need the actual barf from Donovan McNabb. I need concrete. I need the concrete from T.O.'s driveway where he chose to, to do sit-ups shirtless in front of cameras and reporters on August 10, 2005, uh, in lieu of answering questions about why the Eagles and then Coach Andy Reid had just suspended him. I need the actual slab of concrete from his driveway. Uh, very, very famous sit-up, maybe the most famous uh, series of sit-ups uh, that we've ever seen on TV, viewed by millions of people. I need the empty bottle of hydrocodone. Uh, that T.O. allegedly poured into his mouth in a suicide attempt, allegedly, uh, on September 27, 2006, leading to Hall of Infamy member Kim Etheridge denying the allegation by saying that Owens had, quote, 25 million reasons why he should be alive, unquote. That's Jason's induction for Kim Etheridge. So I tied in a, a past Hall of Infamy inductee, but I need the actual bottle uh, of hydrocodone that, that T.O. poured into his mouth. I need a bag of popcorn. Uh, that he grabbed from a fan as a member of the Cowboys after scoring a touchdown on November 30th, 2007. Man just walked up to a fan and grabbed his popcorn and poured it into his own mouth through the face mask to celebrate, hey, I'm, I'm the show. Get your popcorn ready. I need that actual bag of popcorn. And finally, I need those big-ass, mega-sized sunglasses that T.O. wore after a playoff loss to the Giants on January 13, 2007. Of course, Owens wore those to hide his watery eyes 
as he defended criticism of Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo, who we might remember he did the horrible thing of vacationing during the previous bye week and therefore clearly was in no condition to play football or, or something like that. It's silly, the, the controversies that we uh, blow up in the, in the media and, and on sports talk radio sometimes. But, yeah, T.O. was very emotional about that. Of course, he was uh, – he got off what probably is a, a, a candidate for a, a quote in the Hall of Infamy in the Jim Mora ring as he uh, said of Romo, that's, that's my teammate, man. That's, that's my quarterback. He's very emotional. About that. That's my team. My That's probably Hall of Infamy worthy in itself, but I need those sunglasses. I need every bit of those items that I just counted down, the tools of T.O. to show what he really was all about on his Hall of Fame weekend. That That is a laundry list, but all, you know, and all, but all of those things, you can walk in and there's the star. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I can't spoil anything here because I hate to say it, because of T.O. going in this year, um, I, I'm almost going to have to sort of like piggyback because I was actually going to put George Teagan next year <laughs> for for defending that star. Oh, very, you very know, in, infamous. In, in, in having his own moment, um, being the man who defended the turf there at, at, the, was at the old Texas Stadium. Defending the star and blowing up T.O. at midfield. Uh, I had planned on putting George Teague into the Hall of Infamy. Uh, you kind of aped me on this one, though. So I, I, I'm good because all of these items together sort of tell the whole story of T.O. and and his sort of self-aggrandizing behavior. But, yeah, everything, the popcorn, the Sharpie, you know, in a day and age when we were this, – this all preceded, you know, a 15-yard penalty for everything celebratory or – a 15-yard penalty for using the ball as a prop? Oh, no. I mean, all, all of these things, T.O., you know, others had tried to do the look at me, look at me, but I don't think anybody perfected it like T.O., who was in his own right a great player. None, you know, all of his accomplishments on the field are all right up there. You know, you had the, what was it, the, the, the was it the 22 reception game that he had? With Steve Young, the Bears, yeah, right, right, it was right towards the tail end of Jerry Rice's career, so they were all mad at T.O. because he was kind of punking Jerry Rice. Like, no, he, well, he wasn't. Steve kind of had to throw him those balls. It wasn't like Jerry, he did it on his own. T.O. was 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 open, and he was clearly a dynamic talent. So don't don't fault them for that, guys. The the the, the playoff touchdown catch that he made against the Packers to beat them, the Super Bowl that he had which was, it was just a miracle that he was even out there playing um, as injured he was and playing effectively. So, so, so Terrell Owen, Terrell Owen's problem was always, he, he'd, he'd wear his welcome thin, but everywhere he went, he produced. So it wasn't an issue that T.O. was just a bum from, you know, he, he, he did well everywhere, but he sort of wore thin on, on his quarterbacks (laughs) and, eventually ended up throwing a lot of quarterbacks under the bus. Uh, Jeff Garcia, Donovan McNabb, Tony Romo in a sort of, sort of backwards kind of way. Um, just sort of always outstayed his welcome and wore himself thin on, on all of these franchises because nobody of his talent should have skipped around as much as he did. So 
he deserves to be in the real Hall of Fame, but all of the things that sort of added to the legend of Terrell Owens and for a while there made him made him fun to watch. This this is back in the time when we also had the guys like the, the Chad Johnsons, you know, and, oh, yeah. and the look at me, look at me, look at me wide receiver and, and he took that to the to the nth degree. Uh, I, I I like the research. He had all the dates and the the exact items and all of the things, and we even have tied him now into uh, his publicist, his his agent, <laughs> one of our original uh, entrants into the very Hall of Infamy way way back. I mean, this back I believe in the blog days, uh, one of our first entrants into the Hall of Infamy for uh, and the first female entrant, maybe the only female entrant in the Hall of Infamy. The great Kim Etheridge, a man of his statue, would never try to commit suicide. <laughs> so it's so it's it's very deserving, and you are sort of now with this entry the king of the inanimate object in the Hall of Infamy now. That's a lot I mean, of things, all, but that that'll I mean, make one hell of an exhibit. It'll be one hell of oh. an exhibit. I don't know how and easy it's going to be to find puke. I need the actual puke. I need Donovan McNabb's actual puke from the field. That ups. You know how fanatic fans are. Somebody's got it. If that actually uh, happened, if somebody, if Donovan McNabb actually barfed on the field, somebody went and got that and saved it. I promise you. Yeah. How, how do we not have any video footage though of Donovan McNabb puking? With the seven hundred cameras uh, that NFL film yeah, every year. Somebody would have caught that. I'm thinking that might be the type of footage that NFL uh, films would get a hold of before it got public and, and just kind of oh, spike it's it in and the delete camp. it. And, oh, okay. It's in the camp. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll never see the, the footage of that. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And that was before, that was what, 2002. That was before everyone had a cell phone and was taking footage of everything as well. So Yeah. It's in the vault next to ESPN's in the mask cam review of the ump that died. Oh, you know, it's right there in the can next to that. We don't want it. We don't. We we don't need to see that anymore. No, nobody wants to see Donovan McNabb puking. So we're we're just gonna we're we're just gonna you know we're just gonna let that one uh, we'll let that one go. Another one of your Hall of Infamy uh, inductees. It's also in the can next to all the taped Rush Limbaugh segments that they had ready to go and decided. <laughs> no, this isn't really a good idea. We're gonna we're gonna skip all that. This one, yeah, we, we have now become like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon here with the Hall of Infamy. <laughs> you're 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 starting to be able to see like connections between the the entrance. Well, we've been doing it so long. Uh, this is this is by the way, this is the eighth year. This is the eighth yeah. induction of the Hall of Infamy. Eight years of this. That's pretty. So I, I think it's pretty cool. Absolutely, and, and when you have that many be, inductions, you will be able will to make be, connections over the years. I will be deleting George Teague off the notes <laughs> in my phone, though. You don't have to. That can be uh, – Well, delete, no, because I'm imagining, it, so. I'm imagining in the exhibit, you know, you have all the items, and then you can have right. the picture on the wall, him getting just jacked at midfield. Well, as, an, as an addendum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just no, in the background part, behind all behind all of the exhibits in the background, you have it on the wall in a real big, you know, in a real big exhibit type area, um, kind of black and white, where where he's just right mid jack, you know, standing on that star, <laughs> not with his arms out doing what he was doing, but right. basically taking that rib shot because uh, T jacked him up. Oh, took a running start. 
Yeah, that and was got every bit of it. Yeah, there, there was no, and and that was uh, that wouldn't be a flag in in the NFL. Maybe it was a hit. I guess you could say that was a hit on a defenseless receiver. Um, <laughs> he was a little defenseless. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, he led with the shoulder, good form on the tackle. Good, and you know. credit, he got right back up and still right back on the stars. Yes. yes, he did. But George Teague probably drinks free in Dallas. Right. Yeah, he, he's probably a, a legend down there for that hit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you brought up Chad Johnson. Yeah, all those guys, the Joe Horns and the Brandon yep. Marshalls. And, but, uh, oh, the, nobody uh, did it better than T.O., though. <laughs> right. Even uh, Randy another, Moss. And yeah, sure. Uh, and another Hall of Infamy inductee, Freddie Mitchell. There's a lot of guys that tried to do what T.O. was doing, but only one of them went on to have the second most receiving yards of all time in the history of yeah. the NFL. And that's yeah. why he should have been in the, in the first ballot in the first place. Yeah. And Freddie Mitchell got in for the quote, because I just like to thank my hands for being so great is all time. Come on. Yeah, that's That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. So there's our first uh, intern of the night is I need all those uh, donated to to me and and I'll set the exhibit up. It'll be a traveling exhibit. I'll take it around the country. I'll let everybody, little kids in in Omaha, Nebraska need to have the chance to to touch uh, Donovan McNabb's vomit as well. It shouldn't be Uh, confined to just the Hall of Infamy. No, they just Uh, smell it. Imagine how that smells right now after all these years. (laughs) Like nothing. It smells like nothing. So that's our first entrant. On to our second entrant as I sort of uh, get back to what I'm normally uh, known for for the uh, for the Hall of Infamy is, is highlighting the guys that made a name for themselves off the field in really, really, really bad ways that the NFL uh, does not want you to remember. And so with that, uh, as he offed himself uh, in between the last uh, induction that I had and this one, he is now immediately worthy of entry. I give you... Aaron Hernandez. The former tight end for the New England Patriots is infamous for having a very successful career with the preeminent franchise in the league, interrupted by some pesky murder charges and ultimately pulling a Lawrence Phillips. It's truly amazing to think about how successful Hernandez was at every level of football, all while being an unrepentant criminal running wild through anyone in his way. The guy had a 376-yard receiving game in high school. He helped Florida to a national title and was the best tight end in all of college, winning the the John Mackey Award in 2009. And as a Patriot, he tag-teamed with Rob Gronkowski to create the most productive tight end tandem the sport has ever seen. But Hernandez had many well-documented run-ins with the law dating back to his reign of terror at Florida including accusations of multiple shootings that didn't rise to the level of putting him behind bars thanks to his attorneys. It all finally caught up on June 26, 2013, when Hernandez was arrested for the murder of Odin Lloyd, and the Pats cut him later that same day. He was found guilty in 2015 and was sentenced to life without parole. But because he was on such a rampage, there would be another double murder for him to stand trial against. Hernandez was acquitted on those charges on April 14, 2017, and in an odd celebration, decided to hang himself five days later. That act ended the reign of terror of one of the most infamous stars the NFL has ever had. He was only 27 when he offed himself, yet Aaron Hernandez had forever made an imprint on the lives of anyone who saw him play and, unfortunately, anyone who came across him off the field. 
Yeah, the kingpin. I mean, yeah. How how he's waited this long? It's not like we were waiting for him to get into the real Hall of Fame. I don't think so. <laughs> but no, that he was, was such just... a bizarre story to to have such a just a a double life like that. And I mean, a lot of these guys do, especially the ones with the crime. But you don't usually have the crime happening during the career. Sometimes, you know, a lot of cases it's like it's after. Mm-hmm. Or for a lot of these guys now, it's the stuff that creeps up before. And, you know, when you're doing the deep dive before the draft, you find out about some guy, some incident or something, not murders. <laughs> you know? So yeah, the weed guys are, are that, that was yeah. nothing compared to what Aaron Hernandez was doing. No, I mean this is this is even beyond OJ. Ooh. I mean it's not beyond it in terms of the the the, the scope and the and the media magnification and 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 what it did to this, you know, just the, the the country in general. I mean that captivated everybody. I mean that was trial of the century type stuff. But this Aaron Hernandez stuff is just it's just bizarre. You know that this guy is, you know, like great NFL tight end by day and like crime Lord by night. Yeah. It's like a superhero movie gone horribly wrong. Yeah. I hadn't put him in just because he had been locked away after the, the life without parole. uh, And it just, you know, it kind of slipped your mind. Hey, this guy's, you know, in prison for, for life. It's kind of rotten. Uh, It's kind of rotten away there. Yeah, and then they parade him out for another double murder, and oh, by the way, there's another one, but he winds up getting getting off on those charges, and just very bizarre to for him to decide after getting acquitted of that. You know what? I think I'm going to just end it now before any other charges come through, before any other murders get pinned on me. I think I'm just going to going to call it a day right yeah. here. So. Yeah, and, and you don't know. I mean, prison, prison deaths, uh, you, aren't they all suicides? Wink, wink. That's what they're all reported to be. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He hung himself in his cell. The guards wink, found wink. him at four in the morning. They just happened yes. to find him. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, lots of things get reported that are suicides, though. You know that that they claim. I mean, like even the ones that like can't, possibly can't be. So that, that's okay. Yeah, we, we weren't there. We'll never we can't know. That's right. We will never know. But the official record says that, that he offed himself in prison after being acquitted of a double murder. Well, although, he was, <laughs> yeah. although he was still in for the first one. Yeah, you don't get extra credit for getting right. sprung from another crime when you, yeah. you're already <laughs> sentenced to, to life without parole for one. You, you don't, get so that. Only, don't get days off for that. He was only mostly bad. Uh, it wasn't I, all I bad, I guess. I guess. I, I didn't even get into the stuff about the the, the rumors that he was so angry at, at Odin Lloyd and, and other fights that started because they were accusing him of being homosexual and that he was trying to be on the down low, that maybe that was the trigger that really got him so angry at all these people. I, I don't know anything about that. I, I wasn't there. I can't prove a thing on that either, but yeah, what a strange, strange life. It's only 27, but as as infamous as they get, Aaron Hernandez. And how great was he when he was playing? I mean, amazing Man. talent. 
Oh, him and Gronk were just, you, you couldn't stop them. You could no. not stop those two. It was, it was like a whole different version of football when they got in that two tight end set. It, you, you can't find one linebacker to cover uh, Gronkowski these days. Imagine trying to find two to tr- to cover him and Aaron Hernandez. It was just, it wasn't going to happen. So, uh what a what a crazy what a crazy life and a what a great career cut short by this little thing we like to call being a, a crime lord and, and violent kingpin. Yeah, yeah, and completely and completely swept under the rug and swept away by the uh, NFL. There, there, this is all yeah. mentioned again. On, no, on he's NFL been Ben Wad. He is completely yes, he off the <laughs> reservation. You won't find highlight packages. Uh, you you won't see anything with Aaron Hernandez at all. Absolutely. He could have made the play of the game. And if they go back and show a highlight of the day, they'll find the play before that play. Now, well, that was the play that set it up. <laughs> Patriots would go on to score a touchdown on the next play. Huh? Why are we going to see that? <laughs> Rob Gronkowski's career highlights are going to be very strangely absent of Aaron Hernandez, who was his tag team partner for several years there. Yes. You're not going to find hide or hair of Aaron Hernandez when they start talking about Gronk's career. And especially because it's on the Patriots and Brady and Belichick, that that's just going to be, you can talk about Spygate and Deflategate and, and you can talk about that stuff all day long, but hey, let's keep the double murder out of this. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We were just going to whistle and keep walking. We're going to pretend like we don't know what you're talking about. Aaron who? Who? Yeah. He just didn't have a good enough lawyer. A good enough lawyer would have just gotten him a destruction of justice. <laughs> uh, there's only so much a lawyer can do when you're when you're killing people and and cleaning up your house and <laughs> destroying your cell phone and, and destroying your security system. There's hey, only OJ so much a lawyer off. can do for that. Hey, if it don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> Can't all have Johnny Cochran. Uh, speaking of how did this not get in before? Here's my first wow. of a couple of insurance. Wow. In eight years, too. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, amazing. This, this is already, here's one that's already on the soundboard, and it wasn't in the Hall of Infamy. So definitely uh, we got to put this in the Jim Mora wing of quotes oh. of Hall of Infamy. We got to give you the whole one-minute rant. Of the great Herm Edwards. Oh no, it's spinning and spinning and spinning. It'll start playing it'll about play, 30 it'll, minutes It'll later. play three minutes from now. Uh-huh. Anyway, you play to win the game has to go. It's, it's amazing that it wasn't already in, but uh, uh, this entered into the Jim Mora wing of quotes is an all-timer. Herm Edwards, who actually had an infamous playing career, thanks to the uh, Joe Pizarsic play, was in the midst of an infamous coaching career with the New York Jets. After a loss to the Browns, the Jets were 2-5 and five in 2002, and a reporter asked Herm about getting something out of the losses since they couldn't, you know, get the wins. And Herm proceeded to emotionally let everyone know what the point of playing is supposed to be. And it's been quoted many times since in commercials, as the title of Edwards' book, on talk shows, here at IMLD in countless forms, countless times, I even named my fantasy team after the quote once, and an asshole in the league named Jimbo referred to me as you gay to win the game. <laughs> that was that year. Yeah. 
which I'm sure he thought was incredibly oh, clever. That was, the, that was the Jimbo year. Oh, Jimbo. Uh, anyway, an interesting side note about Herm's ran is that Gang Green rallied to win seven of nine and take the AFC East title uh, behind rookie Chad Pennington, if I recall. Uh, so many, so maybe the squad listened and took the speech to heart. I don't know. We still laugh at crazy old Herm, though. Uh, but it looks like he's had the last laugh all along because he's memory, he's very memorable for it, and and he's still getting work these days. He's the coach at Arizona State, I believe, and. Uh, Herm Edwards. That's unthinkable. That you have an opportunity in your lifetime to be a professional. That you think about quitting. So you don't quit, and you don't quit in sports. You retire. You don't get to quit. It's not an option. See, someone told me that a long time ago. That that ain't even an option. The person told me that he ain't here anymore. He died. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Oh, Herm. Come on. Gotta love that. It's classic. I mean, it's almost, it's almost a, uh, again, sometimes we talked about this last week with the procedural stuff. That, that, that's just got to go in eventually. And because of the NFL, it just gives us so much volume. You know, especially now that a few years ago, three, four years ago, we started with the with the quotes wing of the Hall of Infamy. Uh, that that that's right up there. That that that's, that that belongs in there with with, with playoffs and, and and all of the other great ones and and, and boy howdy, one of our personal favorites. You know, <laughs> a little more obscure, uh, but you know, you still hear that saying every once in a while, and you almost kind of know that the people who are saying it are referencing back to that commercial. So we have, I've lost count just like last week with the Lee Elia tirade, <laughs> how much we mined from that, how many times one of us either pulled that quote out directly or before we had the drop, pulled it out just to each other. Right. So it, it, it is, it's deserving. It's, it's belated. Um, in year eight, it finally made it in. They they can't we can't put them all in at once I guess is the only excuse I can give. Well, no, it's why we you know that's why the five a year you know it keeps us with our lists it keeps things fresh. Oh, the the list is getting shorter and shorter. I'm scratching more and more off as we as we go along here. <laughs> oh, I've got I, I've I've got good stuff already lined up for next year. Don't you worry about it. And once you're <laughs> done with these five, see you've got two years, plenty. Plenty will present itself in the next two years. Oh, yeah. Or remind you of something. It's amazing how something happens and and it just pops up. And then you end up, you know, sort of digging up something that you'd either forgotten about. Like I had last year when I when I dug up Stanley Wilson and his kid, you know, we got the, the, the father-son <laughs> combo. 
and it was just a little blurb on the TV that made something pop in my head. Like this, this something about this, I need to look into this because something seems off here that I, I need to know more about this. And then sure, sure. Wouldn't you know, I was like, Oh no. And I tied it all together. Little things like that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing just by watching the games or having the memory jogged. Cause we, you know, we don't have, it's like, we don't have a production staff here. We don't have somebody writing this material <laughs> for us. This is just what we come up with. So it, it, it's not, a, it, it'll happen. Don't worry. You're doing good yeah. already. Now be warned. I hit the shorter cuts of those, oh. of, of, of Herm Rivers quotes. I hit them about three or four times. Yeah. It'll and, pop and, up. And, so in the middle of the show, we'll, we'll hear it three or four times. Hello, you play to win the game. Cause I keep hitting it and keep hitting it. And it doesn't, uh, doesn't come through, but it's, I don't know what's going on with the board tonight. So I already warned you it's going to yeah. be one of those nights. But at least we got the full one. Uh, at least we got it going there. So that's that's good. And you uh, know, so. any meant there's no moral victories, right? There's there's no moral victories. That you, you're trying to win football games. That's right. Nobody cares about how many games the Cleveland Browns almost won last year, <laughs> which was actually quite a few. Right, but the end the result of what they actually won be zero. Yeah. Kept his job for that, but that's a different topic. For now. <laughs> Let's move along to our next entrance into the Hall of Infamy as I, I keep mining these uh guys who present one image in real life and have a whole different persona off the field. We had the crime lord earlier and now we get the drug kingpin. Hello. Oh, you play to win the game. I told you it's coming. There, there, there might be a, a bunch of them. Our show is being haunted <laughs> by Herb Edwards. He's just going to drop in every now and then. I swear to God, I hit that like three minutes ago. It's and his show. <laughs> He's going to take over the whole thing. But as I was trying to introduce the uh, choir boy on the field and the drug kingpin off of it, I give you... Sam Hurd. <laughs> Sam Hurd was a wide receiver for the Cowboys mostly. Uh, he is infamous for creating a wholesome image while uh, running a drug cartel. Uh, I, and I'm linking to Sam Hurd's wiki in the uh, on the blog here, but I'm also linking to a very uh, in-depth piece by SI's Michael McKnight that contains lots of fascinating details about Hurd's double life and the night that he was busted in an under, undercover operation at Morton's and upscale Chicago steakhouse. Uh, but anyway, Hurd was a nondescript fourth or fifth wide receiver with the Cowboys for a few years before signing with the Chicago bears in 2011, but he never got the chance to make a real impact on the field for the bears. Like Aaron Hernandez, those pesky things we call laws got in the way of his playing career Heard was known to outsiders as the guy you'd want an athlete to be. Hardworking, humble, quiet, married to his college sweetheart, religious tattoos, staying out of trouble. What people didn't see was first the high-grade marijuana addiction that led him uh, led to him becoming the conduit between the, the good weed and many players and teammates. He was their go-to guy. And then in 2011, Heard was experiencing free agency and the NFL lockout and decided he needs to branch out his drug purchasing power to include some kilos of cocaine. Whether it was his idea or someone else's, ultimately, 
Heard walked into that Morton's and walked out with a brick of coke in a bag and was immediately arrested as part of a federal sting operation. The evidence had him looking at a life sentence, but in 2013, he got a mere 15 years. But Heard's name is forever in the mud as the guy who made it to the highest football league in the world and then got mixed up with Mexican drug movers. As the SI piece's headline said, Sam Heard wound up breaking real bad. And you can't break too much worse than, than Sam Heard did. Break, breaking worse. Yeah. <laughs> What's with the Cowboys and, and dope? I, I, I'm just, I, I, Michael Irvin, right? Yeah. The hookers and dildos and dope. <laughs> Nate Newton, who I'm stunned isn't in our Hall of Infamy bit, but, but old Nate, right? Dri- I mean, basically driving a whole trunk full, of, right? That's what they got popped for. And Sam Mm -hmm. Hurd. Sam Hurd here. I'm also looking up on Sam Hurd's uh, Wikipedia page. Also, uh, did you know he co-hosted a 30-minute show about the Cowboys when he was playing for them? You know who he (laughs) co-hosted it with? (laughs) Who's that? T.O. It all ties together. There it is. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, he was. He had. He had it all. He had the image. He, everyone loved him. He was a great guy. You know. <laughs> and then the he arrest happened, and everyone was. He co-hosted like, oh. a one-hour player commentary show in 2007. The first year he co-hosted it with Tony Robo. The next year with T.O. That had to be. I, I'd love to go back and pull those tapes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and again, you, you're not <laughs> going to see those pin and T.O. Co-hosting right. a show. You're, I guess we're not going to find any of those. But You're let's grab the tape. We could have a little. Um, we could have it running on like a really old like tube TV. <laughs> you know, because we could probably you know on the station. You know how the stations are always trying to hawk like the old cassettes of. The, remember that those days where you could buy a copy of this show for ninety nine ninety five. What? <laughs> ninety nine ninety five for a thirty minute show. Yeah, but so they, they always used to tell you about that stuff. If you would like a tape recording of this broadcast, you remember those days, right? You don't hear that anymore. Man, so I, I don't want to break. Called K L L I in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got a tape of some of those Sam Heard uh, yeah. T.O. talk shows. Yeah. About yeah, the we, we need one for we need one for a uh, Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll think it's because T.O. was on them. Nope. Right. Yeah, we, we didn't say the Hall of Fame. We said a right. Hall of Fame. Oh, man. I don't want to break off into a, a Kings of Non-Secular in the middle of this, but, man, you're talking about those uh, over what, what they used to charge for videotapes back in the day. I was so pissed when they finally put Pulp Fiction out on VHS and they wanted to charge $100 for that at Coconut's Music Store. And I was like, fuck this shit, man. Are you, man, please. Yeah, I remember those days. And I wound up buying it like two years later for 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when movies used to come out in the theater, you had to wait years for them to come out on, on right. tape. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely going non-sequitur here. But you've only got one left after this. Oh, I'm I'm not done? Oh, there's more. I, I I thought I thought I was done. Wait, that's you're right. That's only foreign. That's only four inductions. So so we're not done. Well, 
Uh, let me think about what I can do. While we're waiting, uh, let's get a word from the sponsor. <laughs> you only had four this year? Well, I, I thought I was done. So let's, oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's get a word from, from a sponsor we have standing by while I figure out uh, what, what our next move is going to be here. No matter how demanding my workout is, I'm not done until I finish it with EAS Myoflex. Taken within 30 minutes after my workout, the high-quality protein in Myoflex helps me refuel and build lean muscle. That way, I don't waste any of my workout. Now I'm done. Grab your EAS Myoflex at a leading retailer near you, or for your free sample, go to EAS.com. Oh, all right, no, now done. we're done. Now I'm done. Now we're done. <laughs> Fuck yeah, now we're done. <laughs> Now we can declare this year's Hall of Infamy inductions complete. Ever since the awful Brady Quinn filmed this spot for some supplement company, Jay and I have not stopped laughing. Think we about haven't it. let him ever live this down. <laughs> think, think of, just think about a first-round pick of the Cleveland Browns. By the way, sorry, Browns fans, but your team really needs to stop taking shitty quarterbacks in the first round. That's it's just ridiculous. A first-round draft pick who put up a passer rating of 67.2 in his only full year as a starter for the Browns has the nerve to release a commercial suggesting that his training in order to produce that feces doesn't stop until he took that supplement? You'd think the company wouldn't want it suggested that their product was the last thing Quinn ingested before he took the field. So for over a decade now, the running gag has been to declare, now I'm done, when one of us has finished ranting or yapping about a topic or or doing something uh, not particularly skillful. Uh, It's just... Sorry. It's, it's so ridiculous. And you know, um, I'm sorry, but we we would we can't tell this story without the levels of done, right? Are you <laughs> Carlos Delgado done, or are you Brady Quinn done? And that's a baseball and a football tied together. But for folks who don't know, we we had the sayings because I believe we were in our fantasy league, and I wanted to draft Carlos Delgado. I wanted to bid on him and get him. And you said, no, he's done, right? <laughs> he's done. That was the word you used. He's done. Finished. He, no more. He went on to be just like an amazing stud. Yeah. And then we have Brady Quinn with this commercial with the no done, which we, how many times have we said that on this show? <laughs> People have no clue what we're talking about. So, but Brady Quinn truly was done because he never got started so how many times have we had the conversation where you say someone's done and I'll go, what do you mean? Is he Brady Quinn done or is he Carlos Delgado done? So actually Brady Quinn done is a saying on this show, which I believe we have used many, 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 many times. And he's earned that. He's Brady Quinn done. Nope, done. The dumplings, you know, it goes right up there with the, so yeah, I love <laughs> all the commercial sayings that we have. You know, boy, howdy. Uh, dumplings. You know, no, I'm done. Now, now I'm done. Definitely deserves a spot in the Hall of Infamy again because not only is it from the, the most obscure thing, but it's something that we have almost like elevated to that status that it deserves a spot. Oh, and it gets better. Quinn has one lasting legacy besides this induction into the Jim Mora wing. Oh, now no. I'm done. Is 
according to the all-knowing knowing source of information, UrbanDictionary.com, what guys are supposed to yell after nailing a chick. They even use it in a sentence on the website. Quote, dude, I fucked the hell out of Andrea last night and totally Brady quinned her, unquote. Please tell me no. <laughs> Please tell me you just made this up. I did not make this up. It is on UrbanDictionary.com. And do you think Quinn takes more pride in that or his actual NFL career? <laughs> I rest my case. Brady Quinn Dunn is now in the Urban Dictionary? It is. First of all, I've never heard that in my life. I mean, there's stuff in the Urban Dictionary, <laughs> though, that let, – let's not get into that. Heard. We had this conversation a bunch of years ago. I, I don't yes, remember if it was podcast-worthy or if it was off-air, but – there were some things in there. Um, <clears throat> Hashtag truffle butter. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> no, we talked about that on the show. Okay. Uh, it it made such a lasting days. impression on you. Dude. Now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that you have the short version of that too, though. Did you shorten that yourself? or? Yes, I, I had to cut that up myself. I like that. Well, I am going to have to get after the, the Lee Elia one and cut the shit out of that. <laughs> because there's, there's so like, many drops for that. There's like eight or ten different drops yeah. that we need that we need from that. Yeah, there, there, that's a lot of stuff you can drop. Just one-liners every, you know, all the time, oh, all over the place. Yeah. I could have just inducted that and been done for my – now I'm done, yeah. So <laughs> now I'm done. And, Uh, you know, only a month before football season, we're gonna have some. Uh, we're gonna have some good drops this year. Yeah, yeah. We've been using the the. Now I'm done for years, just with each other. Now we actually got the real thing. You know, and, and and I'm glad there's some context now for anybody who listens that will be able to actually play the clip. You know, and, and I'll have Brady Quinn done as part of our show. But yeah, just the the whole conversation every time you declare somebody done. Oh. And I have and I have to clarify, you know, sort of sarcastically is, you know, because every because you don't have a great track record of declaring people done. Well, that was the one really bad miss. I mean, that, that was, was bad. Yeah. The and then there were just a yeah. career year. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then I have and then the. uh the tendency that I would have to look over at you during our baseball auction. And if you were shaking your head, no, what a guy I'd keep bidding. Yeah. And, but sometimes that, uh, sometimes I'm right on that. It's not, it's not. A no. <laughs> are these random or are you doing this yourself? That one I did not do just now. That one I clicked before and now is deciding ah, to come okay. up. It's just well, you know, this is his induction right now. He's living up the moment. <laughs> Him and Herm are just going to drop How in every now and then. How did you even find that? Oh, that was easy. That was Brady Quinn. Now I'm done. Right there on YouTube for you. Wow, I- I'm shocked that that's <laughs> that that's even well, it's on, anywhere. It's to on UrbanDictionary.com, so obviously it's a very very popular drop. I couldn't find dumplings. No, that's not quite as popular, I guess. That's not on UrbanDictionary.com. Yeah. It's just it's just uh it's just synonymous with us and head trauma now though. Yes. Yeah. Well that was so fun. Kurt Warner That's Campbell's uh I looked. Trust me, you don't know how hard I looked. 
So don't blurt it because that would be, you know, because that would be in the show every time we start talking oh. about any of this, this head trauma stuff. This year, this leading with the helmet stuff, which oh god. <laughs> we got a month before the season starts to yeah. stew. We got a whole preseason to to stew on all the flags that are going to be flying that aren't flags. It's going to be great. Man, I I did not watch uh, live Thursday night as the Bears and Ravens played their yeah. Hall of Fame game, but the next day that was pretty much the talk on Twitter and, and yes. on talk shows. Yes. Was how silly this new rule is. Where just you're playing football, you're just you're just playing football, yeah. and here comes a flag for lowering your helmet. And you're like, what? What am I supposed to do? And two of them weren't weren't fouls. There were two personal fouls that were called that were not penalties. That were just hard hits. Oh. So now the refs aren't just going to be flagging illegal tackles. They're just going to be flagging if it looks violent. Oh, we've been uh, making fun of that for years, too. He hit me too rough. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. There's a flag for hitting too rough. Yeah, unnecessary roughness, number 37 defense. That that looked kind of (laughs) rough. Pretty much. That looked like it hurt. We don't want anybody getting hurt. So we're going to give the other team 15 yards in the first down. Right. Personal foul for a hell of a shot. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't matter that 15 years ago, these were being packaged up and sold by the NFL. Right. Yeah, We're going to ignore that, too. You're not going to find footage of that, either. Those, all those old tapes, NFL's big, greatest hits. Yeah. Those are like jacked up. Line. Like, one of my favorite segments of all time on ESPN was the jacked up segment. You're not going to find those either. You'll never see that anymore because if a guy gets that, out just a penalty if a guy gets jacked up. Right. But I told oh, you, they, I remember I, when I was watching the, 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 the found. Every time someone gets jacked. Yeah. When I, when I watched the found footage of Super Bowl one all clipped together, every every play was unnecessary roughness. <laughs> every play every was a dude getting tackled by his head or jacked up or, or forearm shivered. I mean, it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you took the players from, like, the NFL now and transported them back to, like, the 70s, yes, they're all faster and they're all, you know, all that. But it would look like the longest yard out there. <laughs> Everybody would be getting the business down there. Yeah. It, it, it wouldn't be a matter of will the guy live because most of those guys <laughs> are going to be faster and get away. It's like, But once somebody got their hands on you, it's over. Yeah. Rip their limbs off, basically. Yeah, it'd basically be Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Finish him. Finish him. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> Could get those drops on the board too. Our board yeah. is overflowing. <laughs> Our right board now. is get. Well, yeah, we, we, you know, I was looking at the board. I'm like, okay, we could probably, you know, we've got like 20 outro songs now. <laughs> that you got to sort of like me. finger through. It's like, oh my god, my fingers. Because if you need to get to anything after O, forget it. It's like, oh, I'm just going to have to start alphabetizing all the drops. A, A, B, A. Yeah, there's quite a few drops on here. I, I probably could. Probably could. And like our old theme music on there. Oh, yeah. 
Well, you never know when we need it again or something. You could always yeah. play. Yeah, you could always you could probably play us out with one of the old theme songs. Right. Yeah. I was actually tooling around on one of the the free. You know, because we're, we're cheap, right? I was tooling around on one of the free uh, podcast safe music apps. There was actually I found a lot of really good ones, so I can't wait to win this year. Really? Hopefully. Yeah. I keep trying to find good ones. I I literally sit there for like hours just playing songs <laughs> that are free, and I'm like, sucks, 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 sucks. Ooh, kind of maybe not suck. I remember it's, last it's year you played the two that you were going back and forth between, <laughs> and I was listening to that show. And the first one that you played is our theme song now. The second one yeah. you played, I laughed at so hard that the show mysteriously ended. <laughs> you laughed your ass off, and then I just. Dropped just completely from the show. That was again. That was not me. I did not. Okay. Okay. I believe you. I I would not defend that song that hard. I I admit it wasn't. It was bad. It 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 was was bad. bad. I was was trying to get younger and hip. It was. It was supposed to be some dubstep uh, uh, influence, and it it didn't. It didn't work. (laughs) Did not work. I admit it. It's okay. That was, that's a that's a that's a really good. I like the way that that ended there because you know you kind of baited me in there, making me think we only had four, so that we could officially ah. then be Brady Quinn done. I actually did something well. I'm I'm proud of myself. Oh, so yeah, you, yeah. you set that up very nicely there. And now, now I'm done. And, and, and now I'm done. <laughs> you should just have that set to play when the show ends now. <laughs> For uh, for the real hip people out there, I actually had a drop for uh, for Birdman who wants to ask a question about uh, are are we finished or are we done? But I can't seem to oh. get that to play. But I, it, it was an interview that he did uh, on a radio show years ago where he was really angry at the host because they had been criticizing him, and he comes he after ranting at them for fifteen minutes, he comes back with the question. Uh, he wanted to know if they were ending the show so we asked him are we finished or are we done wow and that's that like legendary in the in the hip-hop community for somebody it was the same interview where he said he, that you need to put some respect on his name not respect respect oh okay respect yes so it's a, it's a yeah. very infamous interview so i can do that back to back if i ever if i can actually get the drop to play that i can have birdman ask y'all, or, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done there you go. Y'all finish or y'all done. I wouldn't want to disrespect anybody. That's right. So you have to wait for him to ask, are you finished or y'all done? And then you can scroll through all the uh, all the O's as you were just complaining about and go all the way up, up to the end so you can give Brady Quinn's answer to that question. And Brady Quinn can answer it for you. Oh, Now, do you have that in there as now I'm done or Brady Quinn done? Now I'm done. Uh, it's on the ends. It's it's now I'm done. Now I'm done. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's good. Now the whole that's 30 good. second spot is under Brady Quinn. Is under B. Which I don't know if we ever need to hear that whole 30 second spot again. I agree. I agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> because it, 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 it all comes down to just that one quote. Because that's what we that's what we torched him for for years. Mm-hmm. So when when was that? What year was that? Oh God! Um, it, was that his rookie year? So yeah, I think it was old. Yeah, old six, old seven, something like Jeez, that. Jeez, we've been crushing that poor guy for twelve <laughs> years. Yes, we have. <laughs> Man, 
That goes up there, there with go, some of my huh? all-time favorite bad commercials. Our uh, Hall of Infamy induction. Our Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs> All right, into our VIP oh. uh, after show program. I I didn't actually, again, the board is messing up. That was that good was timing, just, though. That was actually was. really good timing. That almost seemed produced. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's amazing how I, I can sound like I know what I'm doing when the board is messing up. <laughs> Everyone, it's Dre, the accidental producer. That, that's me. That's good. Just hit the buttons and hope something happens at the right time. Because that's Sounds what happens good. with this blog talk radio uh, blog talk radio board. Yeah, so yeah, I, I tried to applaud myself for that, and so that's going to come up in about three minutes. <laughs> you should have just taken full credit for that. Right, I, I planned it. I planned it the whole way. That's right. You weren't there. You can't prove a thing. It reminds me of uh, two of the commercials that have been running. One was running back during basketball. I don't know if I ever talked about that. I actually really enjoyed, which was the. Uh, the guy faking everybody out, the guy thinking about like when he was playing when he was younger and he was faking like the, the, the popcorn guy out of the stands and then the people on TV were getting faked out. I actually really enjoyed that commercial. I don't know if you remember the one I was talking about. I don't. Oh man. I, we have to find this one. Like some kids goes, some kid goes into a barber shop and they're talking to this guy and apparently used to play in the NBA. So about how great he was. And he was like doing all the fake outs. At first, he faked out one of the players, and then he would do his fake out move. And like the vendors were falling over because they were being faked out. Then he was doing the fake out move, and people in their couches were falling off because he was faking them all <laughs> out so good. It was very well done. This was playing back around the time of the NBA playoffs and NBA finals. I'm stunned that you missed that commercial, but it was very well done. I miss most of the NBA playoffs because there was really nothing to watch. I am going to have to find that commercial and send it to you. I'll, I'll Twitter it to you or something or text it to you. Uh, it, it was funny. I'm sure it's out there. And then uh, I actually get a laugh out of the stupid Geico one with the guy sliding on the grass for the soccer. <laughs> Sweet dreams, <laughs> 99. I actually yeah, I like get, I get a chuckle out of that one. Yeah, I like that too. Pressure? What pressure? Yeah, that, that, that is. Yeah, and the guys just the guys just keep sliding around on his sliding knees. That's pretty in good. Perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, good good show. I like ending on the laugh there. I have to remember that for next year. End light. <laughs> keep the murder early in the show. End right. on something light. Yeah, you, you know I got to bring the murder. You know I got to bring the guys that are yeah. drug kings. Well, you know we had a relatively light rape, rape and murder show last week, so I figured you'd right. bring it back in a big way. Yeah, I had to. Well, Aaron is yeah. his first ballot as soon as he died is is automatic. Yeah, go in. Sam was supposed to go in last year, and then I oh removed him and and put Mongo McMichael because of the whole thing that was. You're talking about the last go round for you. So, I did yeah, football not last, last year, year, but two right. years ago. Two years ago. <laughs> Yeah, next year you get baseball. That's right. So the, the you get to correct any of the wrongs that I have maybe missed, and yeah, I I, you know, I and I had struggled with doing mine if I ended with Lee Elia or started with it, but I had a feeling that the conversation would go long on that one, and that would sort of drive the whole show, and it did. That was like the first half mm-hmm. of the show, right? Well, and I went back and I, and I listened to that show, and we, yeah, we spent a we spent a solid twenty. We were probably twenty five minutes into the show before I got onto my second one. Right. 
And, well, as, and as we always do, I did my last one in the last 90 seconds, just like we do on our picks. Yeah, you paid homage to our picks. I did, yeah, I mirrored our Thursday, I mirrored our recap show when we make the Thursday <laughs> night pick, literally with a minute left to go. Wait, wait, wait. We got to get the Thursday night game in. Oh, well, we always get it in eventually. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing how we do. Uh, I mean, we had a few shows last year where we had all the technical glitches and the picks ended up spilling over into the after show, but we still all made right. the picks. We didn't just claim to make the picks. Now, that reminds me of uh, to tell you about what's going to go down uh, coming up. Uh, for, it's going to wind up being week 17 uh, when of I, the NFL of the NFL season uh, when okay. I wind up uh, taking the Christmas vacation uh, down in Mexico. And so I have no idea how that's going to work. Yeah. I, I may not be around for the pick show. I may still be on, oh, the, on, be on our way back. I'll get a, I'll find a special guest host or something that week. Oh, maybe a, a little six-year-old one. A cute um, factor. There you go. I'd, she'd probably do better on the picks than me. Um, so I, I may be back in town for for the show, but I may still be uh, in route. So we have to wait ah. and see how that plays out. And then the uh, the week before that, week sixteen is uh, when I'll be in Chicago getting ready for the trip. So yeah, I I, the, I think I should be able to carve out a night to to do the the pick show before we actually leave for the trip. But it's it's going to be kind of cutting it close, so we'll we'll have to play that, that by ear. That that matter. What I'm really interested to know is how you're even going to get me the picks for week 17. Uh, this uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be something. Um, so there's the, the the trip is going to take place uh, during Christmas weekend. So like the Friday before week 16 is when we leave. We come back, it'll be like Wednesday or Thursday of the next week. And that's oh. why I'm saying I don't know for week 17 if I'll be back here for Thursday or Friday or Saturday. Actually, that will be the easier one because whether it's by the time yeah. we get back, even if it's Saturday, we can still do the pick show for week 17. Sure. Week 16. Well, you know, and on, the, and on the plus side, week 16, week 17, I, we don't have any Thursday night games. Right. So, so if we need a, to do a Wednesday show or a Thursday show, and then the week, you know, so we we'll actually probably be able to work around it. Um, but that's good that you're giving me, you know, four months warning on that. I'll, thanks for giving me all that uh, time to forget about it. it. You're welcome. No, I'm I'm just kind of thinking out loud and worrying about. No, the, sure. Because I'm like this. We try to miss shows uh, in our coming up on our sixth year of, of doing the podcast. I've missed one show that was for, uh, for medical reasons. I, you know, I've, I've missed one show in, in six years. And But as far as the pick yeah. shows, we, we've never missed. No, we've we all... never missed a pick show or you know, we've, we've, we've skipped a recap show and this would have done like a big, you know, extravaganza pick slash recap show. But yeah, no, we've never, one of us has never missed a pick show. Now we won't miss the picks. So I'm sure the picks will still be in, um, it just right, might be I, one I, of us. You might not. You might not be able to actually be on the pick show. I may have to fine. email you the picks and then you re- recite them uh, with your with your co-host. Yeah, or it might just be me flying solo for an hour, having 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 fun with drinks. Definitely with drinks. I was about to say, I'm sure you'll you'll have uh, something. Nice My co-host Jack. 
will be along. And his partner Jim. JD, what do you what do you got to say about that, JD? <laughs> well, let's find out. Powerhouse JD. <laughs> For folks who don't know, I was it's a little. I just broke into a little Johnny Red Kerr there. Yeah, it was a different JD. That's uh, the Chicago Bulls throwback. Uh, those are yeah. We're never doing a ba- basketball hall of infamy, but I, I have a feeling <laughs> that all of those Jim Durham sayings would be in. Yeah, don't say never. If someone pays us to do a basketball hall of infamy, I'm all, I'm all over it. Well, we'd come. I, I'd still be able to come up with stuff. And I'm not even like the big basketball guy, but I think of hall of I think of hall of infamy worthy stuff from like all the other sports. I mean, we could almost have like the the, the, the just the kings of, hall of sequitur hall of infamy. You know, all other sports <laughs> hall of infamy. Plenty to put in. Would that include wrestling? Oh sure, and sports entertainment. <laughs> sure. Well, there'd be so much to choose from there. That, you that just might want be Ben Wyan, I know you want Ben Wyan just to have his moment. <laughs> it would actually be called the Chris Benoit Hall of Wait, the Hall of Infamy. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, for as often as he is I, referenced on this show. Well, and, and just the fact that I. That I was such a huge fan of his before he did what he did, and oh, so, I know you were. So m- me and all the other people that were huge fans of his have to reconcile. You know, we can't really talk too much about how great he was because of what he wound up doing, but yeah. it was still great. Uh, and it's so it's even more bizarre. You know what's the most bizarre is when I sit down. It, it, it's been some years, but I own the official WWE Chris Benoit DVD. They did a DVD where they interview him and talk about his family and have some of his best matches. We actually sat and watched some of those uh, matches off his DVD before he did what he did because just watching great wrestling. Uh, yeah. I, I remember we sat there and watched him against William Regal in front of like 50 people and we're just marveling at how great they were, uh, how great they worked the match because they're both my boys. Yeah, <laughs> your guy. He, he's the next entrant uh, if we do a wrestling hall of infamy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's so bizarre to watch him talking about his family and getting emotional and talking about his child and to think about what he did to them uh, eventually. It's just, it's like, oh my God, it's, yeah. it, it's so crazy. So, but yeah, you, you don't get more infamous than him and, and you're not going to hear his name mentioned. You're going to hear him and Aaron Hernandez's name mentioned on official television uh, very, very rarely uh, in, in the days and weeks and years uh, in, the, in, the, in the future. Uh, WWE already, is they have to like tiptoe around everything that he accomplished because when they go back and talk about like Randy Orton, for instance, uh, they want to talk about and they want to reference the fact that he was the youngest uh, WWE champion in history when he won, he won it when he was like 25 years old. They always have to keep going back and referencing that very carefully with kid gloves because they can't show highlights of the match where he won the title and they can't talk about who he beat for the title because he beat Chris Benoit for the title. And it's so funny how they have to just tiptoe sold carefully around all of that. Uh, and they'll show him celebrating. They'll show uh, how young he looked back then. They'll show other times that he had the, the, the belt when he was doing promos and stuff. 
They won't show that match. They won't show any clips of him actually winning the title when he was that young because they can't show that. It's sad. I mean, you understand, though. Yeah, I get it. But, but you know, at some point it happened, right? You can't you can't get around it. I mean, you watch a football game, and if somebody does something that, that has a record and it was a, a thing that O.J. Simpson did, they still do mention it. Right. It's well, very it's very casually in passing. It's very they quick. They just don't go, well, he broke the record of a guy who used to play for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> uh, moving they'll on. Very, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll very quickly drop O.J.'s name, and they'll, they'll just Yeah, so it it's there. Like, it really happened. You know, and, mm-hmm. and then they, they they move on and they just sort of brush right through it. But yeah, that the Benoit thing was it was such a it was such a dark moment. You know, it's dark by our that's even dark by our standards. Yeah, that's uh, that's next level. We could have never imagined anything like that. No, no. So yeah, but that's that's what we're here for. We're here we're here to shine the the light into the darkness, and we, and we do often. In a lot of these cases, find ways to to put some of these things, and some of them are fun, funny, humorous. Um, but but sadly, this is this is how you get Aaron Hernandez in into the Hall of Infamy because it truly <laughs> right. is fame and infamy. As infamous as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like I like the class. It was it was it was breezy couple good quotes so i like my my jim morrowing is getting fuller and fuller by the year oh those two though are just right up there man (laughs) yeah you play to win the game and now i'm done i mean that's (laughs) uttered on this show almost every week it really is i like it i like it so anything else going on anything else uh new exciting hello you play to win the game. Right. Yeah, there's her. Now it's now it's working. Yeah, because the uh, show's over. Now we're in right. the after show. <laughs> I I don't think I had anything else. Um, I'm just kind of wondering how we're gonna do uh, as the season uh, approaches. Uh, I, I know I had the idea that uh, instead of one big mega pre-game or preseason show that we split it up uh, over the, the last week of, of preseason and sort of uh, go five nights of, you know, little 30-minute shows each night and sort of do it that way. I don't know if you still were interested in, in trying to do something like oh, that. Oh, wow. I, I, I don't know. And it's really on you because you're the one with the family and the kids and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe we could do like two shows because that's the, always the problem that we run into is – We'll do the AFC preview, or whichever one we do first, we don't leave enough time for the other one. Right, we get to the NFC, and it's like, and we, okay. Right, we, because, we'll, yeah, so we'll spend 20 minutes. Yeah, like we did with baseball. We'll, we'll debate the uh, Oakland A's for 20 minutes, <laughs> and then they have no time left. For, you know, so I'm almost thinking we can hit the, you know, hit the AFC or the NFC in one show for our preview and then maybe even come back the next night or two nights later um, and do our, and and do our NFC. And that, that show, that second preview show can then tie up into uh, where we make our first pick. Okay. That sounds good. 
And of course, because you know, be, I'm assuming there's a is there a Thursday night game to start the season? I I believe. Oh yeah. Uh, That's I believe Atlanta yeah, Philly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we could probably do that Wednesday show, you know, and then so we could either do like a Tuesday Wednesday NFC AFC, but I'd be, I'm guessing we would do NFC second because that would be you know all about the champs and you got a huge NFC matchup on that first game. So maybe we do an AFC preview. We could do the losers first uh, from last year and do uh, AFC maybe on a Monday or Tuesday, follow that up, I think on Wednesday with uh, NFC. Uh, I think we we'll, we can do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm, I'm back to the bowling league. Uh, so we can do Monday, Tuesday for that. Okay. And just do um, our friend and do our first pick officially on uh, that Tuesday show. Right now, Monday is Labor Day before the season starts. So is that? I'll, I'll be home. I mean, okay. I, I work that day, but I will be home at some point. I mean, I'll be home in time to do a show. Okay. It may be a it may be a ten o'clock show, but I'll be home. All right, and of course, that's uh, splitting them up by conference is a actually a throwback to our original two shows. It is. How's that for you? You know, it all comes back, right? It all goes full circle. Except we won't spend the first two-thirds of that show on Labor Day talking about ourselves. Well, we can. Well, I'm sure we we could. We could definitely fill the time. We can throw all the way back and and talk about ourselves and, and... Go back in our history, and yeah, we can. If anyone listening to us knows one thing that we know how to do is fill some time. We, we can, we can yeah. absolutely do it. Commercial free. That's right. With no breaks. We go, no. No, we go two hours straight. Well, that's not true. I, I played a spot. I played a thirty-second commercial during this show. So, actually, oh yeah, our we, sponsor. Yeah, we have one unofficial sponsor. Uh, our unofficial <laughs> sponsor, Brady Brady Quinn, our unofficial spokesman. As you said, we don't ever have to play that spot again, so I can delete that. <laughs> yeah, like like there's like there's never any reason for us to play the the full boy howdy spot, you know. Although that right. was really funny, you know. <laughs> Th- that one's actually very humorous. How'd you know? <laughs> What's the matter, well, Ronnie? Masculine itching. You're right. There really is no reason to ever play that one again. But I, yeah. I still have Although that it is funny as well. Plus, you can find the clip on uh, on YouTube, and it's a good watch. I highly recommend it. Yeah, that one's uh, better with the visual too. You, you got to see. Uh, oh yeah, you need to see Joe Montana glooping the stuff onto his fingers, reaching for Ronnie Lott's crotch <laughs> right at the end of the it. commercial. That's- that's the punchline when when he starts going towards Ronnie Lott's dick. Yes. With, with, <laughs> yes. Uh, and I remember <laughs> watching that the first time. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I did too. Like, Not oh realizing god. it was a fake commercial. Yeah. Yeah. They. they and definitely I was like, got well, oh my god, no. <laughs> they, no. They got and all of a sudden he's reaching towards them with oh jeez. Hey, they definitely got me too. That's a great ad campaign, though. That was. <laughs> What's the matter, Ronnie? Masculine itching? How'd you know? When I experience masculine itching, I reach for extra strength, Itch Stopper Plus. How does it work? When your body heats up, Ronnie, enzymes mixed with bacteria can cause unsightly discomfort. Boy, howdy. 
But with just two fingers of the patented oily bomb applied to the affected area, you Sativa. And skip the stuff you don't want to see. Oh, man. The best. Oh. Yeah, this when he starts hitting towards that affected area, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. One of the best commercials of all time. Because if you didn't know it was a phony commercial, it <laughs> you just couldn't believe, like, you were watching an absolute train wreck of an ad. It was yeah, so hammy. It was so hammed up. It was so. It was just perfect, you know. Yeah. So was, yeah. You got the the old crotchety Ronnie Lott, who's you know back in the old days breaking people's noses. He's another one getting <laughs> fined. His fingers off to go play football, right? Yeah. 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 I broke my finger. Ah, oh, just give me some shears and chop the thing right <laughs> off so I can go play. That really happened. That the fact guy, that Ronnie Lott's and... finger isn't in the Hall of Infamy yet. <laughs> I need that donated too. I need the tip of Ronnie Lott's finger donated to the Hall of Infamy. Yeah. To maybe to uh, maybe induct and that some garden shears or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that guy is standing there on a golf course with Joe Montana talking about boy howdy. He's like, "What? The, what am I watching here?" <laughs> One of the yeah, best, was, one of the greatest. That's the goat. Perfect. It's the goat. That, that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The whole idea of the ad campaign was skip the commercials. I, I loved it. Skip the things that you don't want to see. Boy, howdy. Because who wants to see Joe Montana <laughs> headed for Ronnie Lott's junk? With some goop on his fingers. <laughs> and it was like a huge like it wasn't just yeah. like he dipped the it was like this huge <laughs> just dab of this stuff and it's just oh man <sighs> one, yeah. one of the greatest commercials uh, of all time I believe that was the fir- that was a first year entrant of the Jim Mora wing that's right like you couldn't you have it to. without that you couldn't have that without you know you yeah so no I, I'm glad that made it in so <sighs> well, I, I update. I had a su- successful trip. I lived. Me and the oh uh, yeah, taking. I lived through taking the cute factor down to Chicago with me and unleashing her on our baseball league. So that went that went well. A uh, little bit of rain during the barbecue. Kind of kind of an unexciting trade fest. It was, it was the most dour I'd seen in the group. Well, trying to come up with trades. Uh, going, in, going into the trade fest that night, we were 21 and a half points ahead that night. Yeah, there's kind of not much you can do about that. Yeah. And, and right now, as I'm looking at it as we speak, I am 18 and a half points ahead. Uh, so we've slipped a little. I, I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, we're 18 and a half points ahead of the second place team and 23 three points ahead of the third place team. <laughs> so it's, uh, we made no trades, none, uh, very similar <laughs> to the last time uh, we, we went into a trade fest with a huge lead. I saw no need. I, I, what, what am I going to do? You and your kids went down just, there to other, eat. Trinity and I drove down to Chicago and, and ate some barbecue. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Trinity got to Should see a car on fire. That's something you don't see every day. <laughs> No joke, a car on fire. 
like in flames, gutted out completely on the side of the interstate, right by the toll plaza um, in Elgin. Coming Boy, back. I hope whoever was in there got out. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I actually took video of it, so I've got like one hand on the wheel and the other one I've you know I've got the phone up because it's real slow because you're not moving very fast. Because uh, there's a car on fire <laughs> in the road, so nobody's really blowing by at 60. So it was basically just trying to come out of the toll booth and merge into traffic. And I've got really good video because it was like probably at one point I couldn't have been any more than 30 or 40 feet away from this car that was on fire. Might have been another Sam Heard drug cartel hit. You might be called as a witness. <laughs> now, no ambulances on the scene, just fire. So I'm assuming, you know, and you could see uh, – you know, you can even hear on the video as I'm taking it, Trini in the back seat saying, you know, I hope everybody got out. <laughs> uh, you know, no ambulance, just the fire marshal and, and the uh, and the fire truck. So that's a good sign that, that everybody made it out safely. But like right in the middle of the road on, that on, inter- on, on, inter- on the Northwest Tollway out there on I-90. It's just too crispy. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. Just let, let them burn. <laughs> you don't need an ambulance for this one. Yeah, yeah, they're they're well done now. Yeah, no, yeah, they they were that would have been crispy, extra crispy. Roast them, tenderize them, down they go. That would have been bad. I saw a car completely engulfed in flames a couple of years ago as I was driving home from a ball game, but it was on the shoulder and there and the ambulance and the fire and all that. None of them had gotten there yet, so I don't know what was Ah. going on with that. So yeah, so, so Trini got to see she got to experience Chicago traffic, which is the worst I could ever remember. <laughs> it was wow, it was so bad down You've there. You've been living in Wisconsin a long time, if you. I mean, I remember bad Chicago traffic, and this was like next level how bad mm. it was. So it was it was rough, um, trying to get from place to place. It took me from our hotel to go and pick up our, our buddy, the loser to the actual site where we were having our trade party, almost two hours. Damn. Yeah. Is there yeah, a Cubs bad. game that night or something? Uh, yeah. In another city. <laughs> they weren't playing <laughs> in Chicago cause they came back on Thursday uh, to play the Padres. So no, they were playing, but they were playing on the road. Maybe that was traffic from that game, but it was bad. Yeah, that's usually what ties it up. It's either a Cubs game or yeah. Obama's in town or something. Yeah. So, whoo, yeah. So we made uh, we made no trades. Uh, we're just, I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to say we're coasting. I don't. I never feel like any lead is big enough. Everybody was like, "Oh, you got this in the bag." I said, "I'm a Falcons fan." <laughs> so, oh no, no lead. No it's lead. Twenty-eight to three. Big. Is that what you're saying? Oh, it's no. the twenty-eight to three moment right now. Oh, so no. it's very, it's very crucial. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> you know, I look at it. I mean, it would, it would take a lot of things to go upside down for us to, to, to lose this thing. So, um, and, and so yeah, you know, I have this conversation like with my coworker that I kind of always am talking to about fantasy stuff and and the gambling stuff, and because he's a big, he's a degenerate gambler, um, and like you were. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a reformed one. That. Yes, a reformed. I'm a, I'm a, you know, this one's not I'm quite reformed, but basically, you know, the, the whole idea now is every day that goes by that the lead stays at about that size just makes it harder and harder and harder and harder. You know, 
So, so I really look at it as August here being sort of the crucial month. I mean, if we go through August pretty clean and we come out of August with a lead about the same size, 18, 20 points, that's almost insurmountable in September. Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. And I, so basically every day that goes by, and I check those standings when I get up, as long as I'm kind of sub, you know hovering around 17, 20, I've been up as high as 20, 21 and a half, you know, as long as it stays in that range. I mean, we, we coasted, the, the last time we won, we coasted with an 11-point lead and didn't sweat it. Yeah, so you, I think you know. <laughs> well, and, you know, and this one, here, you know and I'll good. tell you, this is going to maybe sound completely stupid. Um, this is—I don't want to say this and, and jinx anything, but I've never felt like the, the, that we have like this dominant team this year. Right. You know, we we have a team that's clearly, when you look at the numbers, a dominant team. We're the number one ranked offensive team in the league and the number two ranked pitching team in the league. That's pretty good, yeah. you know. When when our team leads the league in home runs, RBIs, runs scored, and we're second in the league in ERA and ratio. You're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else you would need to to have a yeah. dominant Plus, team. Plus, then we traded for like two out of the three best players in the American League. Right. But I, I, I think it's more of just the fact that it's the guys who are doing the producing is what's so surprising is that it's just like, it's all come together and it's just, it, 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 and it also, it took a long time for this team to kind of come together, you know, where we, and a lot of times that's what happens is, you know, you start to all of a sudden you're in the middle of a pack and then you just sort of like explode out to the front and which is what exactly had with us. So I, I, I I'm enjoying it. That's for sure. And when we're starting to get the production again, we're just getting production from guys every night, you know, it's like, you know, who's going to, who's going to, hit the two or three home runs for us that we seem to get every day, you know. Today it's Mookie Betts and Matt Chapman. Okay. Hey, whatever works. Uh, you, might being a Falcons, be someone being a Falcons else. fan, I, w- yeah. I would say uh, forget the 28-3, and I would say think about other huge leads that didn't get blown. No, I know. 40, I know. The 49ers like beating the, the hell out of the Broncos. So it makes me more worried, you know, like, oh, my God, this lead is so immense that it, it like, it's it's almost scary how big the lead is. Like, no. maybe I'd be sweating less if the lead lead was 10 <laughs> than, yeah, that, than if the lead strange. was 20. Yeah. So, no, every day that goes by, it just kind of, you just you look up and you kind of just keep tick, 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 getting that production and. You know, guys are going out there and, and, and pitching well, and, and nobody, I'm stunned that nobody tried to offer me anything for, for Carlos Rodon. Stunned. Yeah, all those White Sox fans there. That, all the White Sox fans in our league, and he's a $3 pitcher who's been pitching his ass off. I don't know. He's, Maybe the, figured... he's the only decent starter. And basically, the White Sox lose, 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 and then Rodon wins, and then they go lose, 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 lose again. I guarantee you, if it was a, a slimmer lead, eight or nine, something like that, then yeah. they would be saying, hey, you need this extra piece to put yeah. you over the top. Hey, let me get that Rodon off your hands. Uh, I was offered no one offering you that. I only talked to one. 
one team walked up to me with a post-it note in the dark mm-hmm. that I could hardly read. And I finally like took out my phone and looked at it with the flashlight. <laughs> and Trinity was laying on my lap watching my phone, watching YouTube on my phone. And a team offered me like Jorge Polanco for, for two draft picks. So yeah, I was like, well, Trinity, I need the phone. Trinity, Daddy needs the phone. I looked it up, and I was like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't. Think I, said, I, need that. I said the only thing I actually need on this team right now that I like I'm deficient in majorly is steals. And this guy doesn't run. He had three right. steals. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. So. And that was about but, it. But it was fun. It was the first time, I will say this for our trade fest for our league, that I can remember all the teams were there. Every single team was there. And I thought one guy had said he wasn't going to be able to be there. Everybody made it. Even the teams that said they couldn't be there made it. Oh, okay. And it was one of the lightest nights of trade action that I've ever seen. Huh. So, yeah, like yeah. I said, there's, there's no point to making a whole bunch of big deals. You can't come and catch the, the first place team this year anyway. So hell with it. Christ, I can't catch yeah. him to hell with it. And that was the, that was the whole thing. I kept talking to this guy at work about this lead. Cause you know, in the week before the trade fest, the lead was sitting at around, you know, like 14 and every day it was going up another point and another point and another point. And it was like, Holy crap, this lead just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then as it started getting to 20 and I was talking to him, I said, you know, I think at this point, I just want that lead to be so immense when I go to the trade fest that it almost dissuades. And it's exactly what happened. Yeah. Nobody made the deal to go for it. Nobody. One team, the commish made like one of these six on six trades. Oh yeah. I saw that. But his team had already been pretty well crippled by the trade by the action before the deadline. So he's mm-hmm. slipped back a bunch already because, you know, Aaron judge got hurt. I told you about his bad week. Right. Traded, traded, traded. And, right. and then, the, and, and then unfor- but the guys he traded are producers. So it's not like he just gave up junk to get really great players. He gave up good players to get other good players, but I didn't see it as a net gain overall. It felt like a trade that's trying to keep him in the money. Because if he didn't make a deal to keep himself in the money with what everything he had just lost, he was probably going to fall out. Right. And he's already slipped backwards at, at least two spots because he was in second place, third place, and now he's back down to fourth place. And he's even been down as low as fifth place during some of the intraday stuff. So hopefully this is cruise control to a win. But, you know, you could get racked with injuries or things could happen. Never know. It's a uh, crazy world of fantasy. I think you're good. Uh, really <laughs> oh, think you're no, good. I'm cursed. You just did me oh. in. <laughs> I wasn't no, trying I'm to done. curse you. I, I, <laughs> no. I really do think you're good. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to jinx it. I'm really not. Oh. Uh, but that was yeah, fun. Really it was fun. Trini, Trini was mostly good there. She had, especially because she got, she was up so late. I felt bad for the kid being up till ten thirty. Yeah. You know, then we got out, we got back out to the car, and I drove around the block because, of course, you know, the loser left his phone there, so I had to go around the block. So he'd go back <laughs> for his phone, and by the time he went back to the, you know, to the to the patio and grabbed the phone and came back, 
Trini was asleep, and she slept all the way to the hotel. Yeah. So she had she had a good time though. She enjoyed her little adventure down to Chicago, just her and dad, you know. So she got to, to like see some things, and you know, it was just yeah, it, it was fun. It was a fun time. I am beat. I am still totally beat from that trip from the you know eleven hours and two days that I spent driving. And then also, you know, it's 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 high stress miles because it's in you know you're, you're so tense from all the bad you know the people driving like crazy, um, <laughs> and then going and then coming back and going right back to work and working you know twelve hours yesterday and ten hours today and yeah and I'm sorry twelve hours Friday ten hours Saturday and then working today again too so I'll be ready here come Tuesday for for a couple of days off to just veg. Um, I bet you will. Yeah. I'll be out uh, at the ballpark tomorrow uh, to do a, a Redbirds game, and then I'll be out there next Monday as well. So I've got a couple of those coming up. Well, that's good. How's that How's that all going for you? Were you, were you? Was there something that happened at one of those games that I saw made the TV? Oh, the guy who got sent to the majors, like right in the middle of the game. Were you there for that one? No, I wasn't there for that. Um, but ah, because yeah, that actually, that made the national, uh, that made the news about, you know, mm-hmm. kind of how cool it was for the guy to have the manager come out and pull him out of the game and get congratulated by the team because he had just gotten promoted to the bigs. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I saw that on TV as well. It was pretty cool. Uh, but, it, it, again, when you know how little these guys get when they're in the minors and then you get up to the majors and everything changes and everything is first class and uh, the food is great and everything. It, it, it almost is hard to watch these guys toil like that. Cause I know how little they're, they're getting and, and how much they, how much they have to sacrifice to keep the minor league dream alive. And if they don't ever get that call, there's a lot of these guys down here that you'll never see in the majors. Uh, even though they're at triple a, they're only one level away, but, you see them play and you go, okay, there's no chance he's ever getting, he's, he's never getting the call. He's just here to fill out the roster uh, in AAA. Uh, yeah, organizational is, depth, I believe, is the word. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he is. Um, and it, it, it's almost sad to watch some of these guys because you just, uh, you, they did another feature on, on Real Sports, uh, on the, the HBO show Real Sports, um, about the, minor leaguers trying to get paid and, and the, and Congress trying to get bills put through uh, to get them fairly compensated, to get them, you know, minimum wage. It's not even making minimum wage at this point. And it is fr- it's infuriating how baseball paid so much money to lobbyists in order to get the bills shut down uh, when they could, could have just taken that same money and just paid it out to these guys and, and be done with it. But they want to protect that uh, system that they they've had going for years and years and years where they don't have to pay these guys anything really. Uh, and, and all the money goes to the major leaguers. Uh, it just, it just makes you scratch your head. Like, come on guys, just put, put that money together and, and give these kids, you know, a living wage, but they, they refuse to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, I see the those films of you know the guys getting the call ups and how emotional they are, and I, it, it's a it's a feel good thing. It's it's PR. Obviously, baseball wants those type of stories out there, and they want those those clips out there 
oh, look at the kid. He worked so hard, and he finally is getting the call to the to the big show. But they don't want you to talk about all the other guys down there that aren't going to get the call to the big show because that's, again, Hall of Infamy worthy. That's not something they're going to talk about. You know, they, they talk oh, no. about this, but they, they won't talk about the other guys. Yeah, the guys who are busting it everywhere and, you know, and all the, all the things that they do trying to make it. All the garbage food they have to eat because they can't afford real food. No spread. They don't even get to go to Subway. <laughs> yeah, the $5 footlongs is basically what they can afford. Um, <laughs> I don't. Do they have those anymore? Because, man, the last no, time I went to Subway, was... it was expensive. Yeah, no, they, the $5 footlong was a, a nice promotional deal, and then they took that away and jacked all their subs up, all the prices. I remember, I, so my daughter and I, we stopped at the uh, the Oasis. She, you know, you know people who aren't yeah. from Illinois don't know what the Oasis is. Um, over the highway, you know, so we were out by Rockford at the Belvedere yeah. Oasis. And uh, she wanted, so we walked in there and she thought it was so cool because we're eating as the cars are like driving under us and stuff. So she thought it was really neat, you know, she's making oh, yeah. memories. So she, she got a Happy Meal and I got a, you know, she's after McDonald's, you know, she just wanted a Happy Meal because she's a kid and she loves getting the free toy and got her a little mm-hmm. chicken nugget Happy Meal and I got a quarter, quarter pounder meal. It was eight bucks for that quarter pounder meal at the Oasis. Damn. Yeah. I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time. I didn't know they were jacking that up, too. Now, that was at the Oasis, where I'm sure they can, you know, it's like trying to get a beer at a ball game, but yeah. my God. Yeah, but I, I remember I remember going to the McDonald's at the Grand Canyon when I was like eight or nine years old. Okay. And the the I still remember the Big Mac was like two and a half. And at the time, they weren't charging more than one and a half for a Big Mac at, at any other yeah. restaurant. I was like, oh, was my like any God. Time, anytime when we were in grade school and we would go downtown yeah, to the McDonald's or anything, it was crazy how expensive all the McDonald's food was downtown. Yeah, that was a foreign concept to us that, they, yeah. that you can go to a different – to the same – franchise but in a different location and the prices are completely different it's like wait a minute that's not supposed to cost that that just showed what we knew right welcome to capitalism kid (laughs) it is supply and demand there it is we we learned that right there for us they even charged for a cup of water at the Grand Canyon. I'll never forget that because that was just the one like, place what? where you need it. Of course, well, there I go. I just answered my own question. <laughs> Welcome to capitalism, kid. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> How can they charge for water? I need to. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I yeah. get it now. Mm-hmm. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> you know, I get this all the time. You know, and like you know, I'll sell like uh, you know, I work with some appliance sales, so. I'll be working, you know, try and explain refrigerators to somebody, and the people need a smaller size one, and they're more expensive. And somebody be like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> this is all I can fit. Why is the smaller one more expensive? Uh, <laughs> as if you could, if you had the space for the bigger one, you'd buy that one. So when you need the smaller uh... one, they know they got you. Right? Uh, that's how it's they just, get you. That's how they get you. Because if you had the choice, I'm sure you'd want you want the bigger one, don't you? Well, yeah, if I could fit it, but I need this one. See? Uh-huh. 
And you that's need what, that one. That's what they're counting on. That's right. But we'll pay more for a need than they will for a want. <laughs> Lesson number one in life, I guess. That sure is. So when you go to the Grand Canyon, you need water. You don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even put the altitude part. Uh, the, I didn't even put that together for why they were charging. I just knew that everything was more expensive at the Grand Canyon McDonald's. Yeah. And well, it's also the desert. There's not an well, overabundance yeah. of water out there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true too. Um, yeah. I'm I'm saying I'm saying Grand Canyon. I'm I'm actually uh, doing it wrong. It because we were in Colorado, so it wasn't the. Well, I think oh. the Grand part of the Grand Canyon is in Colorado too, right? Or uh, no? No. Okay. Yeah, that, I thought I was doing it wrong. It it wasn't the Grand Canyon. It was it was we like Yellowstone or something. <laughs> we were at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. With yeah. you. Right. We were yeah. in Vegas. Uh, well, we were getting our. That was weird though. When they, when they drove us up into the into the reservation and and we yeah. kind of stood in the, in the in the slop line at the place. We're like, <laughs> are we gonna get murdered? <laughs> I wasn't worried about getting murdered so much. I was worried about someone falling over the side and, and dying in front of us because they don't. You have, know, it was so weird they... because I'm standing there looking over the side. I'm like, how easy would it be for somebody to just like slip and bump into you? And whoop, there you go. And there you go. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And then, and, but and not only that, I remember sitting there eating lunch with, with, with you and your wife and mine and watching like the crazy tourists. Yeah. Doing like the crazy stuff right at the edge of the canyon. I'm like, you right. gotta be kidding me. It's one little slip. Parents taking their kids and 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 standing their two year old kids up on boulders to get pictures yeah. of them, and they're right yeah. at the edge. Yeah, and like the, the only way I could get my wife to look over the edge was she laid down. Yeah. Like flat on her stomach and peeked over the side of the canyon wall. And I took a picture of that because I thought that was insane. Yeah, I mean that was that was okay. I mean, it'd be the odds that if you're just peeking over the canyon wall, that somehow you are then going to go from that to completely flying over the side would 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 take quite a bit. But yeah, I I, I couldn't have done it. Yeah, none of us did it. However, no, normally might no. seem to hurt. I, I, I stayed a good that. I stayed a good three four feet back from the edge. Yeah, me too. I figured that yeah, was me- close enough. <laughs> I, I I got the point. Yeah, so adult ki- uh, with their kids putting putting them in positions to get selfies taken, regardless of how dangerous it was, and then uh, yeah. uh, other adults were going like up as high as you could go, and the footing when you go higher isn't very sturdy, so they're nope. like balancing themselves to get selfies and, and get pictures taken, and that was uh, equally dangerous. So I just that's what I was afraid. I I had no idea they had no barriers. Uh, when you go to the Grand Canyon. So I was just like shocked. At oh, like no how railings or anything? No, it was there's just no railings. Here's you, here's death. The yes. There's you, there's the edge. And if you go over, then say hello to to, yeah. to, to your maker. Um, but no, I was uh, getting it confused when I was eight or nine. We were not in the Grand Canyon. We were ah. like in, in, a, in a national park, like Yellowstone or something. We were in Colorado. Okay. That's, that's what I, I remember. Okay. Um, but there was a McDonald's in the middle of that, and it was everything was 
ridiculously yeah. overcharged. Okay. I still don't know where you were. Because Yellowstone's not in Colorado. Oh. <laughs> it's in Wyoming. Okay. <laughs> you were somewhere out west. You were somewhere in the mountains, I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. Somewhere in, in altitude. Now, water is more abundant in the mountains because of snow. I see. So, snow melt and water. So, the water, I mean, then they were just being pricks. Yeah, they're just charging because they can charge. Yeah, because they can. And if you were you were young when this happened, so the bottled water wasn't a thing back then. No, no, it wasn't. No, I remember were... when, like, when it started becoming a thing, and then, and we were old enough to like make fun of it. We're like, why would you buy a bottle of water when you just <laughs> drink it from the sink? Yeah. Well, we grew up drinking Chicago tap water. We we, we turned out mostly okay. We did. I, I think so. Well, I, yeah. I, don't have any extra appendages. I don't either, but I don't know how okay we turned out. <laughs> no, I, I was... still seem to have most of my faculties. Most. Well, that's why I know I didn't turn out well. Um, oh, oh. No, I was just talking to my wife about that the other day. I was like, we should get uh, a, a filter pitcher or something like that for the water. And she was she went on a somewhat passionate defense of Memphis water. She was saying of how oh, yeah. unusually clean Memphis water is to drink out of the tap. Mm. She, don't, she says we don't need a, a filter for, for Memphis. Well, it's all water. coming right out of the Mississippi River, and it's only brown. <laughs> well, I, I kind of see her point, because <laughs> when you drink the Memphis tap water, it does taste different than Chicago tap water. Uh-huh. Now, Chicago tap water... Yeah. That's Lake Michigan, and we know what's coming out of Lake Michigan. It's all sorts of creatures and stuff. So, what? Fish? Uh, I think they're fish. You, you, I was down at about... the beach. I was down at Oak Street Beach as a kid. If you don't know where Oak Street Beach, Oak Street Beach is, that's right there at the very tippy-top north end of uh, Michigan Avenue, where it meets Lakeshore Drive. And right there you have Oak Street Beach. And uh, going swimming, and there's dead fish floating around. Yeah. You know. No, I was, I was walking down the uh, same general area uh, downtown uh, where the lake is, not at Oak Street, but closer to, like, Roosevelt and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and seeing things floating uh, by as, as we walk yeah. along the beach. I, I remember that. Now, the pumping stations to Chicago's Fairness are, like, a mile out into the lake. Which is where they pump the water in from. Just remembering the taste of Chicago tap. That's why I'm a um, I'm averse to drinking <laughs> tap water because of what Chicago tap water tastes like. I, I no mean, it longer drink the tap water but... in this town. Um, after I got a fridge that had the water filter in it, you know, so I could look right. at the tap water and go, "Wow, the tap water, the water that's filtered out of my fridge comes out clear." And I put the bot uh, the, the, the 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 I put a like a mason jar full of the city tap water next to it. I'm like, oh, that's yellow. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, that's gross. (laughs) And then when I lived up north, I lived about an hour and a half north of here. Everything up there is iron. There's so much iron in the water. Like my shower. I, I had to clean my shower very regularly because it would get an orangey brown, almost like a rust ring. Wow. 
around the inside. The toilets were the same. I mean, because there's so much iron in the water, you would actually get rust rings in your toilet and in your shower. Well, at least you get your minerals in. No iron deficiencies, I guess, up there. <laughs> very, very well, uh, yes. very well yeah. mineralized uh, town of people there. I've never, yeah, I've never, I never considered water pumping iron, but I guess that's what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't have to go work out to pumping iron. They're going to pump you up. Um, but no, the, the water is pretty clean down here. So it's, it's not as bad as I remember uh, Chicago. I, drank, I can't. I drank plenty can't really of Tennessee water. Came right out of Pickwick Lake out there by you, if you know where that is. I do not. Well, two hours straight east from where you are. Oh, okay. That's where my grandparents lived, right in that area there. And that's where the water all came pumping in from, the dam area in Pickwick Lake. So it was always I drank the tap water. They're very eggy kind of taste to the water. You got used to it, though. Eggy? Eggy. Hmm. You got to understand that eggy taste to water. Um you have to have had it to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it takes some getting used to. This is before okay. the days of Brita filters and all. You just, you just kind of, yeah, you kind of, kind of have to. It's an acquired taste. No, I'm with thinking about the degrees with 100 percent humidity. You have no choice. You drink the water. Right. I'm, I'm thinking of the tap water that that we're drinking now. Here, it's it's pretty clean. It's it's. I mean, I, I can only compare it to Chicago. That's really the only other tap water I can, I've, I've had with regularity. But compared to that, it's it's pristine. And only and only can the kings of non sequitur break down tap water. <laughs> no, nobody breaks down tap water like we do. I think we've officially covered every topic there is to cover. Yeah, we, we even talked about covered we even had a soccer reference on this show. <laughs> well, it was a commercial, but nonetheless, it it, it happened though. <laughs> we we definitely did not have any World Cup breakdown because I know the World Cup just happened. I have oh. no idea who won. Oh I, my I god, no! I have no idea. So, so there won't be any of that. And I didn't down. care. I I didn't watch any of <laughs> right. it. Right. Don't know who won because I didn't watch it and didn't care. So. Yeah, it, it it was it it didn't even register to me. There's another um, sort of online force trying to force something down people's throats. The soccer has been trying to uh, they're trying to force that down. Uh, Americans ESPN has been trying this for years. Well, there's more. There's even more of a movement now to force like women's basketball down our throats. Now I'm seeing oh, more and more. Oh, no, really? You you have to appreciate the WNBA because they're so much better than you think, and you just have to watch. And I'm like, I I don't want. Yeah, I, I. I just I just don't. I have nothing don't against watching women's sports. I watch women's tennis. Well, I do too, but I mean. The outfits have gonna, nothing to do with it. I'm, I was going to be honest. I'm gonna, I was going to say I don't pretend like I'm watching the tennis for the quality of the tennis play. I, mean, cause I, really I, I totally read Playboy for the articles. 
Yes, that too. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when they took all the, the tits and ass out of Playboy and it was just articles, nobody read it. it they amazing. changed that real quick. Didn't they, didn't they bring that back pretty quick? Like within a month, <laughs> it felt like. Like immediately. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wasn't it wasn't supposed to go, to go this, this far. <laughs> yeah, they they reverse course there in a in a hurry. Now I don't. <laughs> I, I, that I don't, was like when they were trying to to, to ram uh, Michelle Wee down our throats. Yeah, so she has to like, play with the guys. She's just as good just as all as good. the guys. She's just as good, and she she wasn't just as good. No, no. Really Patrick, wasn't. she's just as good. Oh my God! How many races did she win in her whole career? Like one. One. <laughs> Her entire One. career. And I think everybody else stopped on the last <laughs> lap or something. Just kind or of something. Let, all right, all right, let her win now. Let her have one. We're never going to hear the end of it. I'm no, I mean, trying it's, to, I know, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as, as for, forgiving and, and courteous as, as I possibly can with some of this stuff, but Good God, I just I don't want to watch women's sports. If, if that makes me a bad guy, then so be it. But I don't I just don't wanna. I'm not, I'm not interested. I mean, every every sport basically if I the ones that I'm interested in, because maybe soccer there might be it, it might be pretty equal there between the men and the women. But like basketball, there's no comparison, obviously. Baseball and softball, there's no comparison. Uh, no. Obviously, women. Now, one of us here has watched quite a bit of women's football, so one of us can speak no. to that and and how bad that looks. And that would not and how be how good you, was you, that? Because it wasn't it me. It was horrible. Oh. Every women's football game I ever watched was terrible. And you weren't they going tried. to the lingerie league, right? No, these were the that was a thing. pound hogs getting into slop. That, that lingerie football league, that was a thing. That's not something I just made up. Oh no, no, was I, a I, thing. I'm sure most guys know about it too. Uh, but no, this was like get down in the mud and, and three point stands and and hit each other, and it was terrible because they're and and in fairness, so is pretty much any football that's not the NFL. It's pretty terrible. But yeah, this, I guess we're gonna thing. we're gonna find that out again in the next year or two, aren't we? Exactly. Everyone wondering why these other football leagues, uh, how come yeah. none of them can challenge the NFL and succeed? Because they suck. Cause yeah, the like Canadian football. football. Sucks. Oh, like Johnny football. Did you see that? <laughs> Johnny, fo- Johnny football. What, four, four picks in the first half? I'm sure they were all Nathan, tipped. Nathan Peterman-esque. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I saw your comparison. I saw that that was brought up as the comparison. I'm like, that's it. That's that's the mic drop. That's all. That's all you can have. Johnny Football is now the Nathan Peterman of the CFL. Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman has got a seat warming up for him in in the (laughs) Hall of Infamy someday. It's just too fresh. Right. His his career might not be over yet. He may have more yeah. to. He may have more to. We add. don't have the five year rule, but you got to kind of let things ferment a little bit to see if it sticks in your mind. We're never forgetting that. No. So yeah, yeah, especially with the whole story with the benching. Yeah, that, that that's just that's too good to pass up. Looks like we're about out of time here. Yeah, when you get a, a Johnny Football Nathan Peterman reference, that's it right there. There's only one thing you can say to that. Now I'm done. 
He's Jay. I'm Dre. This has been the Hall of Infamy Induction Show an hour ago, if you remember. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.